Yes. Yes. It's going to help your life. You're literally by taking these small actions, you are saving your own life, like your future. Yeah. And even if you're like, I don't care because I'm going to be dead one day anyhow. Do it for the dogs. Do it for the dogs. There's always going to be dogs living here on earth and the future generations of dogs need a nice earth to live on. So That's we right. have to protect it for them. <laughs> Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. Eco-friendly and sustainability have become marketing buzzwords in industries like fashion and home decor. But those aren't terms that we hear enough in the pet industry. In today's episode, I'm talking to Veronica Guzik of Pup Cycle. When she and her husband first rescued their greyhound, Fly, they bought her tons of new toys, treats, and all kinds of goodies. One day, they looked around at the pile of stuff that had accumulated and thought, there has to be a more sustainable way to pet parent. And that's how Pup Cycle was created. Veronica curates sustainable dog toys and supports local animal rescues and efforts to keep the earth an awesome green place to live. In this conversation, she shares advice on how to get the most out of your dog's toys so you throw away less. And she also gives some great ideas for low to zero cost ideas to make your pet business more eco-friendly. Make sure that you stick around until the end of this episode for another bonus Q&A with pet business automation coach, Natasha O'Banion. The Game Changers Pet Care Summit is coming up in just a couple weeks, and Natasha has a preview of the session that she'll be teaching during that event. Hey, Veronica, how are you? Hi. Hi, Tori. I'm great. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. I'm so excited to um, to hear all about Pup Cycle and what's new with you and also talk about sustainability because I think that um, obviously the world is literally on fire. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's a very timely topic um, and important to all petpreneurs out there. So um sure. Why don't we start? Do you want to just tell everyone a little bit about Pup Cycle and and how you started this business? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, I mean, it, it's a long story, but I will give you guys the shortest version possible. Um, I recently got back into pet parenthood last year when I, uh, my husband and I adopted a rescue greyhound, and you know, we started spoiling her, and you know, the mountain of dog toys piled up, and you know, we were buying her all these different treats and a bunch of different stuff. And like, at one point we literally looked around and we're like, whoa, this is a pile of junk. Um, we're literally just contributing to waste and landfills. And we started looking at other, you know, eco-friendly toys. And, um, you know, it dawned on us, we were like, how do we bring eco-friendly dog toys and sustainably made dog toys to the forefront of pet ownership? And, how do we do this while still like staying committed to a mission of 
um, you know, fighting animal cruelty and working with rescues and welfare groups. So we started Pup Cycle. We were like, let's get the best toys out there and put them together. And, you know, instead of a big, like, 2002 cardboard box, let's do a compostable mailer and see if we can go as close to zero waste as possible with um, the pet toy industry and uh, see what people think about it. So here we are. Well, I think it's so interesting because, you know, there is another toy subscription box company that is known for creating things that are like for tough chewers. They have like a word for it. I can't remember. Um, But like the super chewer box or something like that. Um, And they make toys that are supposedly like indestructible because the problem is people are continuously buying dog toys that their dogs are destroying and then they throw them away and they're probably made out of if they're a stuffed animal, they're probably made out of some kind of like polypropylene, some kind of chemical material. And, right. um, you know, the whole process of manufacturing them and then your dog plays with it for five minutes and then you throw it away. It's very wasteful, the whole the whole life cycle of it. Exactly, um, exactly. So how did you start to learn about toys that are more sustainable? Gosh, well, I feel like I had to go it's like almost going back to college. Like I went to the Google university, not like Google university, (laughs) but like Google became my new best friend. And I started researching, you know, like that subscription box um, that you mentioned, you know, for super chewers and seeing like, what does sustainability mean in the pet products industry? Right. And how are people defining that? Does it mean that they're using natural fibers? Does it mean that they're making a really tough toy that's going to last, you know, a year or two years or three years rather than um, something that will only last five minutes. So literally got on the internet, started following thought leaders in the space, started looking to um, toy producers that I really admired, like this brand Soda Pup um, Mm -hmm. and said like, how are you guys doing this? You know, what are your sustainability practices and just getting informed um, because I realized that, that information also isn't really out there for pet parents. You know, is it, if you look at sustainability um, and environmentalism as it pertains to, you know, fashion or home products, like that information is constantly being um, pumped at us as a marketable item, but it's not really out there for the pet world. So I had to go digging and I mean, you see, I I share some of that stuff on, um, on our channels, but yeah, it was a lot, it's been a lot of, learning and constant learning and talking yeah. to the people that are uh, thought leaders there. Yeah. I mean, it is you, like you mentioned the fashion industry and like the channels that I look at on Instagram or, you know, the, the platforms I look at on Instagram, on TikTok and everything, everyone's like embrace slow fashion and don't buy fast fashion because of how terrible it is. And, um, you know, you hear, I I heard some story like H&M has so much waste that they literally just burn it in a big fire in Sweden or something. Mm -hmm. And it's just, that's crazy. Um, So there is a lot of education happening in the fashion industry, but yeah, like you never hear that about pet products really, um, or it just doesn't get like as much attention, uh, even though it is kind of out there and available. I think your average pet parent isn't walking into a pet store and seeing that kind of information. Right. We're not. 
Um, so that's, you know, part of Pub Cycle's mission too. And that's part of my mission to bring that to the forefront um, because we can make a significant change, right? Our pets, our dogs are literally our children. <laughs> I mean, I know that you feel the same way I do about yes. our dogs. Like the amount of, um, the amount of investment and items that we buy to keep their lives great. Uh, it's basically, it is the same as having children. And when you think of another person and another person's impact on the environment, on global warming, on climate change, um, you usually don't think about how your pet relates to that. So yeah, just trying to bring that to the forefront um, with, you know, myself and with Pup Cycle. Yeah. Well, and I think there's also been such a movement this year about, you know, what you can do with your buying power. Even if you're buying one thing, <laughs> you can be really um, intentional about who you're buying it from and what the product is. Um, and that really, I think, ties into sustainability as well. For sure. And, you know, even the question, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I follow a lot of thought leaders in the sustainability world. And, you know, one common thread is, are you using what you have to its greatest potential? Um, and in the pet products industry, we don't really have that luxury yet because a lot of things are made to just like turn and burn, right? It's fast products like fast fashion, you know, fast toys. Um, so yeah, you know, it's like, how do we, how do we change that? So that's yeah. what I'm about. So like, I have a box of toys downstairs that my dogs never touch. So, <laughs> um, like, do you have any suggestions on how to make those toys, like how to make the most of their life with us? Like, are there things I could be doing to make the most of them? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, right. With the idea that, um, sustainability starts with being able to use what you have to its end of life. First, like see if you've got friends or family, like if their dogs are interested in them. There is a taboo in the U.S. about sharing dog toys, but literally you just put them in the washer. If they're dishwasher safe, you wash them and they're clean. Like no one's getting a disease. Right. Um, so that's a great way. Like start a dog toy swap. Uh, you know, if you go to a dog park or something like that and you see – uh, you know, a dog toy that uh, maybe your dog likes, you know, I mean, pet parents are a really great community. Just ask them be like, Oh, Hey, like, you know, would you be open to a, a toy swap? Like, I know it sounds a little weird, but if we start having the conversation, it won't be that weird. <laughs> right. Um, so that's an option. I know that you, no one listening can see me right now, but my mouth is open. Cause I'm like, this is the most amazing idea. <laughs> um, my sister has kids and they do like, they'd have a lending toy library Yes, for kids all around my neighborhood, there are these like little free library boxes that people put in their front yard and you can go and like borrow books and trade books and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God, maybe I should have a dog toy library box in my yes, yard. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, you know, people are walking their dogs past your house and like, oh, maybe the dog sniffs and is like, I'll take that. And next thing you know, they're walking down the street, like with a little fluffy in their mouth. I don't know. Um, but so that's an option. And then, you know, there's shelters and other groups out there that, um, especially in inner city areas or low income areas where they don't have a lot of donations, you know, those dogs need enrichment and they need entertainment too. So you can always ask those folks um, if they're, you know, looking for goods. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, 
Wait, you also make like some DIY toys too. Yes, yes. So, well, it's funny. Um, <laughs> taking some of those toys, your busy box tutorial. Yes. I've totally done that. I've totally done it, right? Like take the items in your home. Maybe it's that cardboard box or maybe it's that plastic bottle and um, use it in a way that's safe for your pet that they can use it as an enrichment toy. So, you know, taking something that's old and maybe, you know, stuffing a treat in it or stuffing it inside, inside something um, is a way for, you know, your dog to still interact with it. So totally stole that idea from you, but it's a great sustainable option. It got me through quarantine. Like I would take rags, like clean rags and, yes. and roll them up with little treats inside. And then I would take cardboard boxes and usually Lucy rips the box to shreds. <laughs> so <laughs> I can only use it one time, but Bert is a lot more gentle. So I would get a couple uses out of his box. I would save my um, toilet paper, the cardboard and the cardboard from the paper towels and save those and cut those up and put treats in them and tape the ends shut. Like, I mean, I was like reusing everything and anything. I had like a little hoarder corner in my house. <laughs> That's so good. No, but that's that's goals, right? And then, you know, getting creative and figuring out how to take that old toy and incorporate it into it. Or, you know, maybe you, you smear peanut butter on the inside of the toilet paper roll and yeah. put it on the leg of some fluffy toy. Like, it's Ooh. dogs don't know. They just want to chomp on it. So they're going to love it anyway. Yeah, I love it. So if someone um, has a pet business, do you have some ideas on how they could make their business a little bit more eco-friendly? Like, let's just say, for example, that they have an online business, um, an online store, and they're selling products. You know, what what are some things they could do to be more eco-friendly? Right. So, I mean, packaging is the first thing that comes to mind. And uh, I mean, for a small business, that's a huge expense, right? So looking into um, different sustainable options and sustainable doesn't mean, doesn't always mean that it's, you know, it has to be a recycled material, but it could be something that is reusable. Um, so let's say you have a Ziploc bag for treats, right? And you know that Ziploc bag is uh, maybe not currently made from uh, recycled materials. You'd like to when you're able to, say, invest in a more sustainable option. But right now, you're not able to. But you still have this like Ziploc kind of plasticky bag for your treats. Um, something that you can do is like take that bag, think on it. Like, okay, can you wash it and can your... Um, your consumers reuse that and put some treats in it for when their dog, you know, gets in the car and goes somewhere. Like mm. just starting the idea uh, and saying, "Hey, like how can how can we champion our consumers to rethink and reuse something?" So that's a simple way. Um, there's also I like that know, too because that's like no cost. It's just giving someone an idea. Exactly. And it, it'll help their business, right? Because what they're doing is they're providing a valuable idea to their audience. Um, so on the business side, that's positive. It's another source of content for them. But it's also like, it's going to help everybody, right? If we threw away one less plastic bag, or one less plastic treat bag, um, you know, we'll have less stuff in the landfill piling up. Yeah. So. And your dog will be happy because you'll always have treats in your car. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So that's an idea. Um, 
And then packaging. Well, I, we already said packaging, but you know what your um, what you're keeping your items in, like in your home. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're purchasing something from a supplier, like going back and talking to them um, and saying, hey, you know, the way you're shipping it, is there a way that we can do it, say, slower shipping um, that maybe isn't by a plane, but is by a, a truck, for instance, it might take an extra day. Um, but that way you're reducing your carbon footprint. Um, I mean, planes versus cars. I know it seems like some weird math, but ground shipping is going to be uh, less of a, a carbon impact than flying something. Oh, interesting. Yes. So talking to your supplier and seeing if you can work that out. And sometimes it might even be less expensive for you. So right. that's another positive impact on your business. Um, and it's a positive impact on the planet. Yeah. Those are really great ideas. Um, and I love that that you really like walk the walk because you, you mentioned at the beginning about um, the bag that you use because you're like the pup cycle box, but you actually ship in a bag. Yeah. Um, so tell us about about the bag that you chose to use. What's so special about it? Mm-hmm. So it is a 100% compostable cornstarch mailer. Um, and when I say mailer, it's yeah, it's a bag, right? Right. Um, that you might get when you buy a piece of clothing, you get that or from Amazon, it's it's that plasticky feeling. But what's cool about this is it's made 100% from corn. Um, there's a process where you can, you know, take the corn starch and mix it with some other plant-based polymers that allow it to be stretchy. Um, and you can print on it and it's heat resistant and uh, biodegrades in like three months actually composts, excuse me, it completely breaks down back into natural matter in wow. three months. And so, so people who are like maybe hesitant to do that, they're like, no, I have to do a box because my stuff is going to get smushed or messed up or whatever. Like, have you had any problems or do you take any extra measures to protect the things inside of the bag? So I haven't had any issues with shipping and I'm shipping uh, some heavier toys as well as plushy toys. And I thought, oh man, like, is it going to get ripped, you know, in the shipping process? And I've sent stuff all the way up to Canada um, and it's been totally fine. You know, we're shipping throughout the entire U.S. And yes, the bag will show up looking a little crinkled. Um, It won't, you know, be this perfectly sturdy thing, but it won't have holes in it. Um, And it's still kind of cool. You can still put, you know, inside your message to your, um, to your buyers or put some branding on it. Um, and it's, it's something different to show up rather than just another cardboard box taking up space. Yeah. Cause now you can, you can really kind of customize these bags and, and you can make what you put inside just as beautiful as you would inside of a box. Exactly. And it's ultimately less expensive and takes up less space. Um, while you're, you know, for your inventory and like your shipping process. Yeah. Um, and also I guess if people wanted to be a little bit more eco-friendly instead of printing out, like sometimes I get packages and there's like five postcards inside (laughs) and flyers and like all kinds of stuff. And like, I love putting stickers in my packages, but, um, sometimes I get things from people and there's like a lot of swag and paper and stuff in there. So, um, would like emailing people be a good trade-off for that? 
I think emailing is a great way to offset putting some of that swag inside a bag. Um, you know, there's some, there is something nostalgic about getting that little postcard, mm-hmm. um, but seeing if you can condense it or, you know, with, <laughs> with COVID times, the use of the QR code has really come back. And oh. so using a QR code on maybe that one postcard rather than having a postcard and a pamphlet and, you know, um, another a business card and right. another thing and another right. thing and another thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. So having the QR code, I mean, your iPhone reads it or your, um, you know, your Android device also reads it. And that way it's another touch point, maybe going back to your website or landing page as well. And another way for you to connect with your customer. Yeah. Cause if you can get them to go back to your website, they might make another purchase <laughs> or see new things that you've added. Um, yes. so, so that's definitely a good idea. So you don't have to cut out all your paper. Just be smart about it. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So switching, switching gears a little bit here. Um, it is an overwhelming time in the planet. And, <laughs> and sometimes it's really difficult. I know anytime I look at the news, which I have to really control myself not to because it's just so negative. Um, I guess it's not negative. It's just reality now, but everything is tumultuous. Like, yeah. There's nothing but bad news. And just with the wildfires um, and so much destruction and, and fires like we've never seen before. Um, and just, you know, so many people who are like climate change deniers and it's just so difficult. How do you stay sane and positive and keep pushing forward? Um, when it's just, it's, it seems like there's so many things pushing against us. Yeah. (sighs) Well, staying positive in the climate crisis that we're in, um, you know, for many people can cause that like overwhelming sinking feeling, that anxiety. And it's really hard because many people do feel helpless. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people have shied away from you know, watching the news or watching certain social media channels, but you know, what I do and what I, um, what we really care about at Pup Cycle is like share the good news, share the people that are out there helping and making change and talking about making change. Like you got to surround yourself with the positivity. I know that sounds really like cheerleader rah rah, but you know we have to break the cycle, um, and we we need to take some time to educate ourselves. You know whether it's just following one person on Instagram that is talking about making an impact or you know, one group in your neighborhood um, that is out there, whether it's, you know, cleaning up trash on the side of the road or, you know, working to, um, you know, clean up the, say, preserve in their mm-hmm. neighborhood to prevent wildfires and things like that. So my <laughs> my thing is I'm just surrounding myself with the good um, and keeping track of, you know, the scary and the bad because you need to know what's going on, but surround yourself with positivity and Um, it'll help make some positive change. Yeah, I I think that's a great idea. And just, I like what you said, just, you know, maybe looking at social media accounts that do share the positive news and then sharing it with your Mm -hmm. followers so that then you can kind of like pay it forward and keep the positivity going. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm just sharing something on social media. Like, uh, how is that, you know, how could that possibly be helping? Um, But you know, in a world where we still do have climate change deniers, um, the more positive and truthful information we put out there, 
um, we, you know, we're building towards having a, a chance of making change, especially like I said, or I think like you said, <laughs> with uh, upcoming elections and yes. um, just this time of change in our country, in the world. Yeah. I mean, what I've kind of seen firsthand this year is that your voice, like no matter if you have a hundred Instagram followers or a hundred thousand, your voice can really make an impact. And if you just educate one person or get one person to like ask a question or think a little bit differently, you've made a huge impact and like you're an influencer. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And we need to do that for each other right now, right? Because community, especially the online community, um, a lot of us have used that to survive these past, you know, eight months, nine months that we're in. Um, so it's, you know, you just gotta, like you said, keep paying it forward and yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. And I think it's, um, not to get like totally off topic here, but I asked my, I, I, did, I love doing polls on Instagram and asking my followers questions. And earlier in the summer, I had asked people, are you um, afraid of sharing your opinion on social media? Cause you're afraid people will attack you or unfollow you or not shop from your business or something like that. And the majority of people said, yes, they were afraid of sharing their opinion. But Gosh. yeah. Um, and I think it's just, it's hard. Everything's become so like us versus them And people aren't open to just learning new things. And that's a huge generalization. But I think people are afraid that if they, if they put out an opinion or say what they believe in, um, that, that people won't be open to it. Um, and I just want to encourage everyone who's listening here to, you know, if you believe in climate change and you believe in, in making eco-friendly changes, um, post about it because it's not controversial, (laughs) Right. It shouldn't be us versus them. Like it's a good thing. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's going to help your life. You're literally by taking these small actions, you are saving your own life, like your future. Yeah. And even if you're like, I don't care because I'm going to be dead one day. Anyhow, (laughs) do it for the dogs. Do it for the dogs. There's always going to be dogs living here on earth and the future generations of dogs need a nice earth to live on. So we have to protect it for them. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? That's what it all comes down to. That's why we're doing this. Like it's literally all about the dogs. Forget humans. We like dogs better anyway. I mean, clearly people don't care about each other. They care about dogs. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Okay, before we go, let's end on a high note and tell tell us about your dogs because I know you oh. have you have your dog and then you're also fostering. Yes, so uh, I mentioned Fly earlier on, and uh, so Fly is our she's going to be ten year old <gasps> greyhound. Wow! Yes, she's amazing. She's a toothless wonder. She was rescued from a dog track that closed in 2019 uh, in Macau, China. And, uh, I've just taken to greyhounds. I just, I love them. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, they're like very exploited animals and that's probably why I love them even more. I'm like, let me love you. Um, but she's amazing. Uh, she's a, a sweet kind animal. She doesn't like any other dogs except for greyhounds. That's fine. And, um, then we have Bones, who is our foster. Uh, we're a foster volunteer family with Greyhound Adoption League of Central Texas. And, he is just a year and a half and learning what it means to not live on a farm and uh, 
be a member of a family and we're really enjoying that process. And they're, they make me smile every day. Like they're my reason for being so. Yeah. And they can also, I, I know that they help you test out all your products and yes. they're your models and all yes. of that too. Yes. Yeah. I've got a toothless one and then I've got like a, a power chewer. So I have a good, uh, I've got a good mix of testers, official testers. Yeah. And, and they make your Instagram account very adorable. Yes. Yes. All the snoots, all the boops. <laughs> um, well, so tell everyone where can they find you on Instagram or online? How can they find Pup Cycle? Cool. So pupcycle.com is the best place to shop for eco-friendly dog goodies. And then you can find us on Instagram at pupcyclebox. I know it says box, even though we're a bag, but someday everyone will get that we're a bag. So, but we got to call it a box for now. So pupcyclebox on Instagram and we're on Facebook, but I think uh, most of our community is on Instagram. So hang out with us there. And sometimes we post stuff on YouTube too. So yeah. And you always are sharing really inspiring things. I know this summer you were doing like plastic free July, right? That was a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so everyone go check out pop cycle box on Instagram and, um, and see what Veronica is doing and get some inspiration. All right, before this episode ends, don't hit stop just yet because I want to share a special bonus Q&A that I did with pet business automation coach Natasha O'Banion. She's hosting the Game Changers Pet Care Summit October 7th through the 9th, and today Natasha is going to share with us a little preview of her session that she's going to be teaching at the summit. So hi, Natasha. Hi, Tori. How are you? I'm doing so good. I'm really excited about um, about your talk. I can't wait to watch it, but you're going to give us a little sneak peek here. Yes. So I am part of the Day 3 with Tori, the sale group. And part of the sale of my session is getting the U out of your business. It's the capital Y-O-U, out of your business. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, being a business automation coach, I am very passionate about Having a plan, wanting to be an entrepreneur, solopreneur, but making sure that's not all you do, okay? Your life is about fulfillment and abundance, and abundance doesn't mean that we have to work, work, work all day until we die or get burnout. <laughs> so You don't mean, by abundance, you don't mean walking like 200 dogs in one day. No, no. <laughs> Although that could be nice, but the body does, you know, go through its changes. <laughs> so we want to make sure our business is prepped and prepared prepared to operate without you. I I think people who know me know that my true belief is that a business is a business that doesn't run with you. And I know this is not taught and talked about enough, so I will be loving to scream it to the world that we have to get the you out of your business. Why? Because you could break a foot, you could get sick, you could go through a pandemic, you could have emergency with family, you could get married or have children. All these things happen to us in everyday life. And if our business only operated on the health of ourselves, it really risks the health of the business. So what that means is if I conquer down and I fall out today, well, should everybody in my business have to wait and wonder what to do next until I get back up on my feet? 
It shouldn't operate that way. So I'll be talking about making a strong business plan, having a strong agenda on what you want your entire life to look like. So then we can put automations in and funnels and scripts so everyone in your business can be on the same page. Now you can effectively hire. Now you can effectively delegate. Now you can leave your business with peace knowing that the baby you've nurtured is well taken care of. Um, and it's so important because, again, you should be able to take a nap. You should be able to go on a vacation. You should be able to say, you know what? Today's not the day. I'll, let's try this tomorrow. <laughs> you know, it happens to all of us. And you deserve to have that flexibility. Um, and I solely believe in it. It is literally the only reason why I can pop out babies and I'm, I'm almost pregnant and I'll be due next month. So I couldn't do this if I didn't have this mindset. And it's something that I picked up in my previous careers um, and I know I had that advantage because I was taught it before, but now that I'm in this industry with the best people of the world who deserve a break, come on, pet care providers, we are, we're the ones that need deserve the break. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, I'm just so passionate about teaching this um, because we do face a lot of burnout in our industry and it doesn't have to be that way. It really, really doesn't. You guys know that I've been able to travel and enjoy my husband and enjoy what I've nurtured. And it just makes, it makes like the, the fruits of your labor kind of make sense on some of the sticky days. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about life with you out of your business. Well, and I think that is such a great topic for so many people. I know I struggle with that. I was just saying to someone like, I am where I repeat. Um, but there, you know, there has to be a way to kind of like translate you can still have like your vibe and your personality and your values be reflected in your business, even if it's not you doing absolutely every single task. Totally. And people get, they get used to actually you having a team, you know, it's like your children when they go to college, you know, I've nurtured you, I've raised you, now you're out on your own. You can do this. <laughs> it's literally the same with our business. Um, well, and you can save so much time, like outsourcing things that you're not good at too is one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> totally. You're going to hear from virtual assistants to bookkeepers, accountants, to automation software in our summit. So these are going to be some of the vendors that I was really happy to reach out to that have personally helped me in my life. Um, and then I think is going to do the same for our community as well. Awesome. Well, tell everyone what is the website where they can save their spot for the free summit? Yes, you can go to sssummit.com, sssummit.com. And that's for start, scale, sale. Yes, summit.com. Exactly. <laughs> and the good thing is your community gets 20% off using code Lucy20 all for their first month. So if you would like to continue on with us for your all access pass recordings and membership, you get 20% off your first month. There's nothing like a membership in a community of dog people. I mean, who can pass that up? So go check it out, sssummit.com. And remember, it's very easy to remember because we all love Lucy. So Lucy 20 will get you 20% off if you want to do the membership as well. So thanks so much, Natasha. My pleasure. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or Join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. 
And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wherewagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.